Doing it live. All right. This is Star Trek Europa, and I am your host once again uh, for the, I don't know, fifth time we've tried to start the session tonight. Um, you can find me online at studiotempo.com, as well as many other places that you'll be able to link to from there. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce everybody and then jump right in. Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm playing Captain Jorad H, uh, and uh, you can't find me anywhere. Don't look. Uh, Evelyn. I'm Evelyn Corbin. I'm playing Dr. Desave Onayet. Um, you can find me at the corner of Insanity and Why Am I Still Awake? Yes, many residents of this location. Uh, <laughs> Jack, go ahead. Hello. Yes, I am Jack. I play Commander Irani Ambrose, amongst other characters, and you can find me all over the internet, actually, because I as well do some streaming every now and then four or five times a week. Uh, most notably, every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern over on my own channel, twitch.tv slash The People's Ascension, where I run a Dungeons & Dragons actual play series. Uh, so if you like politics and intrigue and character consequences and you want some fantasy to go with this sci-fi head over there on saturdays and even throughout the week we get i do all kinds of you know fun hangouts throughout the week uh so you can you can find me there and also you know twitter and i do have a discord uh linked on my channel it's it's all over there go and take a look after this uh anyway i am excited to play this game because we got a lot of fun stuff planned yes yes we do um as a preface to before we get into the action, next week we will definitely be off because I will be in a state that does not have Wi-Fi. I, no I'm sure way. it does. No, but we're in the whole state. Where so. where we're going to be does definitely not have Wi-Fi. So <laughs> um, they have nothing but guns and horses. Yes, and caves, big caves. So. And caves. Um, yes. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump right in. Um, we were going to do a scene in uh, our ten forward lounge, which is actually I think on deck four, but whatever. Um, and that was going to be starring, let me get the, the room up here first. Um, whatever, I don't know. Uh, and that was going to be Jisa, right? Uh-huh. Jisa. And who else, what did we, did we want to have there? Uh, we can put Mills there. Okay. And when she wasn't really part of the last episode, uh, O'Connor would probably really not be found in the forward lounge. Sure. Um, Brian, did you have anybody you wanted to be there? Yeah, I think Daphine would be fun. Daphine. All right. Uh, I will uh, let you guys get started. Um, in the last session, I believe that we there was some some Starfighter shenaniganry. I think mm -hmm. that was going to make people happy. So. Okay. Uh... Well, I don't know if this was necessarily a planned event, uh, so uh, the lounge is probably a fairly typical lounge at this point until the the fighter wing gets all you know out of, out of the fighter craft and out of all their uh, their gear and whatnot. And the six of them, I believe, uh, led by uh, Shijin, come. Come, come strutting in like a flight wing, all maverick and everything, uh, laughing and like pushing each other and, and all kinds of gossip. No shirts, uh, aviator glasses, volleyball. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Shajin's gonna gonna walk in with the with the other five of them. Is just be like, did you guys see that Teketh? I wanted Dorian Ales in everyone's hand. Let's go. 
he he nods and begins pouring rapidly. Looks around to see who uh, who else is here. Daphine is there. Um, she turns around on her stool. You seem in, you seem like you're in a good mood. Uh, yeah, she she slaps one of the other pilots on the shoulder and kind of pushes him towards you know some some other group of people, and she makes her way over to uh, to to Daphine et al. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whew. Uh, where where were you for uh, for all that? Uh, there were a couple casualties that needed to be taken care of. Oh no, yeah, nobody, I uh, nobody heard about died, like of course. That. Yeah, well, I mean, plenty of people died, just you know, not here. Just none of us. Yeah, which, uh, which which is which is good, which is good. Yeah. Now, who did you? Uh, did they have, did they have windows in Sick Bay? I don't think not, I've ever been. Mm-mm, no. Well, that's a shame. That's a shame. You missed a show. It's it's generally not a good idea to put sick people in where where there are windows. When you come over, Mills is is sitting in a chair with her feet up on another chair. She kind of she plants her feet back down and kicks the chair out a little bit for you. She'll sit down. So you got to tell us what happened. Okay, okay, it was it was great. It was great. Uh, me me and Ambrose talked because apparently Hage was just was just blanking. I mean, I don't know the story, but he was just in his chair. Just anyway, we were stuck in this cloud. I'm sure you noticed the cloud. (laughs) I'm sure you noticed the cloud, and the cloud was gonna go was gonna go boom. We can't we can't have that. And if we and if we crept out, you know, there were three Klingon ships out there. Uh, What 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 were they? Cavort, something like that. The big ones. Mm -hmm. The big ones that probably should have blown up this ship. But it wasn't the ship that came out first. It was me and my boys. Didn't expect that. Nice. You don't look as impressed as I expect. Right. Where were you? We were roaming the halls. Well, roaming, patrolling. Just in case the Klingons did what the Klingons like to do. Right transport into the ship not a lot of windows there either you put on a starburst show and nobody sees it it's really disappointing you know that maneuver was banned in starfleet Hmm. i don't know the last time anyone pulled that off without one of the pilots blowing up it's a good show impressive very impressive Yeah, we, like... you, you have you have to you have to fly wing to wing in a circle with like this much space between you, and then just as you break apart, you open up your plasma valves, throw out a whole bunch of plasma, ignite it, and scramble. Hmm. The Klingons had no idea what was going on. That's what hell of a fire show. It was. It was completely distorted their sensors. The Europa came out and bam. Man, I would have liked to see Cargan's face. Smug bastard. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to uh, send we'll have to send that off to the flight academy. Maybe they'll want to study it. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. 
I mentioned that that maneuver was banned, right? <laughs> yes, but if you if you came through with no casualties, then I'm surprised you haven't gotten written up. If it's uh, well, I'd, I'd I'd hate to have Starfleet use me as a uh, you know the benchmark. We'd have way fewer cadets coming out. Captain's log, stardate 49536.2. We've been moving, we, after the rescue of a, uh, a Starfleet transport ship, we've, uh, it, it seems that the Klingons have stepped up their efforts and worse yet, it seems like there may be two groups of Klingons we need to worry about. I've read, I've, ask the crew to redouble our information gathering efforts. Uh, hopefully we can find out something about these these Klingons and what they might be after. Okay. Um, before we get to that, um, let's go to uh, Dr. Onant okay. in sickbay. Uh, and any other characters who want to be in sickbay, obviously. But... Um, uh, last session, you got your hands oh, yeah. on some, I got some dead Klingons. Dead Klingons that you were going to do some researching, quote unquote, okay. researching on. Quote unquote. That makes things sound a whole <sighs> lot more nefarious than they really are. All right. So you've got the Klingons. Um, they look pretty much normal. Again, they had the the couple of them, a couple of them had cybernetic enhancements. Not all of them appear to. Okay. Um, they all are genetically modified in some way. Um, although the genetic modifications are different depending on the Klingon. Um, give me... Uh, I'm not going to... I was going to do this as an extended task originally, but that was last episode. So we're going to just... This time we're just going to do a normal a normal roll. Um, your difficulty is going to be three. Um, and uh, I will then give you a ton of information. Actually, I'm going to make the difficulty lower... Uh, just because I want to get the information out there. And again, uh, a, an extended task would have given you more opportunities to do stuff. So let's go ahead and say the difficulty is going to be one. Um, this is taking you several days to get this uh, autopsy done. You've got your whole team working with you, so um, you, you have the resources necessary to do this. Okay. Um, I presume my focus in xenobiology would come into play here? Yes. That is not helpful. I mean, that's it's it's a success, but still. I can't roll for the ship because the sheet doesn't work right. All right. 
I will just roll one die for the ship instead. That needs to go there. All right, the ship does not help. Uh, Be one of those games again. Yeah. Right. Did any was anyone else um, assisting? Did you have any other PCs that wanted to assist? I would pull Daphne in. Uh, I don't think she's great at with cadavers. Uh, you know, she's not in mortician, but I mean, uh, neither am I. But if if you ask for her help, she'd help. Yeah. Do our modular laboratories apply as well? Um, it would apply. Yes, the ship's modular laboratories. Um, also, the focus of internal medicine would apply. She will um, not getting as far as she wants. She's staring at this cadaver, not really making heads or tails of of what she's like seeing something odd, not really processing fully what it is. She'll cross her arm, arms and sigh and activate the EMH begrudgingly. <laughs> uh, let's have Daphine go ahead and roll first and then we'll have the doctor show. I have to get, I have to rhyme my, my Robert Picardo voice real quick. And attitude, most importantly. Yeah. A 12. Does Daphine succeed in a 12? Um, if it's a medicine roll, yes. Okay. <laughs> it is. So. I mean, it could be science. So no, that's thought. true. But no, this is medicine. And internal medicine applies. So if it was under, it would, which it's not. But, but yeah, if, it, if it's uh, reason science, uh, it would, yeah, she'd be fine. Okay. Um, you guys are going through and you're, you're, Sorting through your paperwork, and you cross your eye, or you cross your arms. You almost said eyes. I almost said eyes. Um, <laughs> cross your arms and call for the EMH, and uh, you know he appears. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. It's not an emergency. I just need some insight. If it's not an emergency, then I am not the proper protocol. Then this is not the proper protocol. How can I help you, doctor? She points and gestures at the Klingon. So we have this group of Klingons that has been genetically modified. Some of them have been cybernetically enhanced with what appear to be Borg or Borg-like technology. Each of these Klingons is modified in a different fashion. And I am having some difficulty seeing the pattern. I need a more pragmatic mind. Of course, a more um, refined eye. I understand, Doctor. Starts looking I'm over your paper. down a Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, down a Vulcan. Uh, no, I said I'm down a Vulcan. Yeah. Um, so he starts looking over your paperwork and look, looks at your other things like that and um, <clears throat> accesses the... Uh, the databases that he has access to, which are far more extensive than the ones you, I mean, the same ones you have access to, but you know, he can do it faster. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to allow me to reroll. I, I will use it to reroll the ship, uh, which then is now a nine. That's success. Um, so you have three successes total, uh, which is two momentum. And I will tell you things and then you can ask additional questions. Okay. And the doctor will be assisting you. Um, so, 
the DNA that you find, uh, the tech appears to be Borg Klingon, um, some driven of, of Romulan, of, of advanced Romulan technology, um, as well as, again, you, saw, you, found, you knew this earlier, uh, an unknown technology that the doctor helps you identify as possibly Iconian. Mm. Um, when getting into the cellular uh, reconstruction of these Klingons, um, the doctor the doctor will help you understand that it is clearly a genetic modification post-birth. Um, they are not cloned. Um, they are modified after, uh, after birth, which is not an unusual way to do things. The Federation is capable of doing that, mm-hmm. um, although it's illegal. Um, and again, the modifications appear to be of an unknown... Um, uh, sequence. sequence. Yes, an unknown origin sequence. Um, again, something similar to those uh, from to what we found in uh, descendants of Iconian civilization, of the Iconian civilization. Yeah. So it is possibly Iconian. You have two questions. Alright, remind Evelyn of two things. One, have we dealt with Iconians in Europa, or am I thinking of Lex? And two, remind me of what the Iconians are. We have, not, I know that we have not really dealt with Iconians. We've talked a little bit about Iconians. Okay. Um, they're they ex- were an advanced culture that is extinct, right? Yeah, several hundred thousand years old. Yeah. Um, around, I think around 200,000 years ago, they were a civilization that essentially created a, an empire through the use of what other civilizations called uh, essentially magic. They could they could travel vast distances uh, in short periods of time. Um, they were eventually wiped out by, it is believed, a coalition of other worlds that came to basically just destroy them and do away with them. Um, but you've probably not studied the Iconians particularly deeply. Um, Picard being a, a uh, someone who looked into the civilization quite a bit still was didn't know a ton about them. So. Okay. Till he found that gate. <laughs> Till he found a gate. Literally found a gate. Which is information that the doctor probably would not have. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a Romulan who was all Iconian conspiracy theorist back on DS9. Mm-hmm. I don't remember their name. I'm looking back through my notes, but I uh, are you talking the one that came aboard the ship? No. No. no there probably. there was a, a scientist, archaeologist, who whoever they may have been. Uh, I don't remember who they talked to. I think it was either you or Cass, actually. Um, I think it was Cass. I think it was Cass. It was Cass. Yeah. Dr. Telefero. Yep. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, possible very, Iconian artifacts found in the Expanse, possibly relating to local disturbances and missing ships. Right. Cass didn't believe them. Right. Or her, whoever they were. Them. Didn't Maybe them. we should sure. have. <laughs> So yeah, that's the information you got. Okay. You got those are not questions. Those are those oh, are clarifications for you. So you still have two questions if yes. you want them. Otherwise, we can bank those. Um, are there of these? You said that there are different mods for different Klingons. Is there a identifiable grouping? Like, are we looking at uh, certain groupings of Klingons have? 
mods to enhance strength. Certain ones have mods to make them more tanky, to make them more intelligent, um, analytical, things like that. Right. Um, not from what you can tell. What you can tell is that it appears to be um, the older Klingons, some of the older Klingons anyways, appear to have less advanced uh, cybernetics um, and some of their some of their genetic enhancements are not as refined. Um, okay. Whereas the the younger Klingons that and, and the ones that have what you can tell is more recent uh, surgeries um, are more it's more much more advanced and uh, the genetic refinement is much more precise. Right, it is almost rivaling on and and the later ones it's almost rivaling on um, Federation level like medicine, which is not a Klingon trait. Okay. And in a lot of cases, it's actually, uh, it's the, you can see evidence of theories that Starfleet doesn't ever touch on because of the moral, moral implications. Um, but you can see the level of advancement that's happening here uh, is, is extremely rapid. Whoever is doing this is, is, uh, no slouch. Okay. You have one more. Or you can make it. Daphine, what do you make of this? It's, well, it doesn't seem... I, I One assumption I can make is that it, these would require pretty extensive medical facilities to do this much conversion uh, on as many Klingons as they have. Uh, there must be some source or uh, nah, that's that's my best guess. I'm no scientist. Um, the brain. Start out. Start out stories of the mysteries. It's it's good for the brain. <laughs> um, the God damn! Why can't I think of the word I want? Um, we had found a station, basically, or something to that effect, a while back that looked like it was creating new Klingon tech, but we were thinking new ships, right? Is it possible? Would that would that area have had the capacity to do this stuff as well? Or are we looking at another? Um, I'm not sure. I remember there being a station that was producing Klingon tech. You've discovered new Klingon. I don't think tech. it was a station station. Um, okay. We there was definitely a, like a secret location, and we were heading yeah. towards it when Klingon stopped us. But we, I don't think we ever saw what exactly was there. We just knew that they were protecting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you don't necessarily have that information. Um, but based on the technology that you guys have seen in these new, these new Klingon ships, what little you've seen of them, um, someone is making rapid advancements and they have the technology and capability of producing advanced warships, which means they probably have advanced medical facilities. Okay. So, all right. 
Anything else, or are you done with that? Um, I think. Can we identify the Klingon? Like, is he on Starfleet records or anything like that? Um, sure. Why not? Um, I don't have a name, but yes, they're they're known to the Federation. Um, members of the Vernak family, whatever they called that family before. Um, I have that number here. The the Varnak clan. Um, pretty much all the ones you've got here are Varnak. Okay. Um, there's a couple of Duros, and one actually would have been. You'd have quite a few who wouldn't be identified, but you'd have one that would actually be of the uh, formerly of the House of Martok. Okay. So when was the last time these people, these Klingons, were known to be in Klingon space? During the during the the most recent would have been during the Dominion War. The long farthest back would have been during the Klingon Civil War, just that happened just before. Wasn't the Klingon Civil War? It was the Klingon um, the Klingon War with the Cardassians right before the Federate, before the Dominion War. So, within the last six years. Gotcha. Okay. If they can, if they can make these these extensive of uh, changes in people uh, that quickly, they could have an army built in no time. All they would need is more Klingons, which is very disconcerting. Also, interest. So, um, for my clarification, Cargan is aligned with Duros, right? Yes. Okay. Cargan's aligned with the throne of the emperor, to be specific. Right, right which currently which is, is Duras. presently Duras. Yes. That is a good distinction, though, because he did clarify. It could be a, it could be a broom with googly eyes, and, and <laughs> he'd follow it if it's on the throne. Right. What, right. Was the, what was the reason he wasn't acknowledging Martok? I know we brought it up to him. Um, the sword is of Is it Payless. because Duras has the sword? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the sort of Kalas is, you know, the the rightful ruler of of Kronos right. and all that stuff. Um, although you you will note that he has done very little. Cargan has not been super aggressive against either the Federation or the the Martok faction. Uh, when he has been aggressive, it's been decisive, but he has not been. I mean, he was aggressive against us. See, right. yeah, but he also had you outnumbered in. You know, everything else. Well, that, so. that doesn't make him less aggressive. No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, he's not, he's no General Stonewall Jackson kind of aggressive. It's, we're talking right. more like, you know, Meade. <laughs> if you know anything about Civil War history. No. Um, not at Not super aggressive, but when he is, he's quite effective and decisive. Mm-hmm. And he makes decisive okay. victories. You blow up one of his ships. Yes, and then he's like, you know, I Not can worth do this tomorrow. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I think that is all I have. We can go ahead and bank that uh, okay. last one. No, I can't think of anything either. All right. Um, you guys have anything else you want to discuss there, or we jump forward? Um. Uh, we left off with Daphine and the Savi in sickbay. But let's yes. jump back into Tong sleeping in his room. Um, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you've been on shift for quite a while. You've been working pretty hard. There's a lot of repairs being done. I'm not going to count the breaches where we've pretty much repaired since the last session. Um, Europa's high priority, so we've gotten repairs done. Um, and you've been working at getting the last things done, and, and you've you've gone to bed what feels like 10, 15 minutes ago, although it's probably been several hours. When you are woken to a chirping sound from your communicators coming out of your from, from your from your comm panel next to your bed. Uh, yeah, no, Tong Tong's gonna shoot straight up. Just what? What? Uh, um, what? What was panel? Panel. Boop. Yes. Ensign Tong. It is the voice of Eva. Uh, I hate to disturb you while you are taking a, uh, rest, a regenerative rest. Uh, however, I have come across an anomalous log. I've, I've come across an error in the log system. Uh, there is an anomalous entry, and I cannot identify it. Right. Right. Um... Have you spoken to literally anybody? You know I'm an ensign, right? Yes. However, it is a simple log error, and I did not feel it was necessary to take to the attention of the chief engineer. Plus, we've had an excellent working relationship recently. Right. Right. Um, yes. Um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a look at it. Excellent. I simply want to make sure that it is not something on my end before I bring it up to anyone's, atten anyone's attention. Uh, so I, I guess we're heading to the, the the core, the computer, big computer room. Okay. Uh, or is that something I can, Does is that something Tong can access from? I mean, he's an ensign. He's probably in a room with like two or three other people right yeah they're, they're bunks oh, they're yeah. they're definitely bunk um you could head to the uh to the main computer access area or to the li the main library access which is you know where all the stuff we right. is normally yeah. done um, we'll see cass's room again um you head down there um i'm guessing having some kind of <laughs> ferengi coffee mm -hmm. some kind of uh, snail juice nice yes nice refreshing <laughs> snail juice mm-hmm um, when you get there, uh, Eva has brought up the, the logs in question. Um, there's quite a bit of information. Clearly, Eva has been going through, when she says the logs, she appears to have been going through every log the ship makes on every system, um, including personal logs, the captain's logs, the, you know, duty punch-ins, everything. Like, she has been checking every log in the ship, um... And you see that she brings up there appears to be a, a time-stamped log that is deleted. Um, it, the timestamp is there, but the log entry is not there. Um, and it is in the um, uh, minor log system. So it's, it's not in a typical log that anybody would check. Um, you can go ahead and give me an engineering role if you'd like to get more information. Okay, uh, step one, check the recycling bin. Right, right. Uh, Format okay. drive, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see, what What do you want here? Uh, this is going to be uh, reason and engineering. Uh, reason and engineering. I would also take um, 
security something if you wanted to go that route. Uh, no, we'll we'll go reason engineering. Sure. Difficulty is going to be one. Okay. Uh, well, let's just roll this and see what happens. Uh, that's the one I needed. Okay. Uh, so you find after doing a little digging, uh, because the log is listed as general, uh, it takes a little time, but you find that it appears to be um, an erased communications log that has been sub has been sent through a non communication subsystem. Hmm. Uh, uh, yes, this is an unusual place to find a log entry, especially defeat a uh, deleted log entry. I suspected as much. I have no record of any transmissions being sent. Uh, well, it does look like it was rerouted through some unusual systems. Perhaps we could trace back the power and see if any of those systems have a, a redundant memory of uh, what that was. Maybe not get the whole message, but maybe be able to reconstruct parts of it. Excellent thinking. I will begin. We, we, we should begin work. And we're going to go ahead and as you guys begin typing and doing your research, uh, we're going to step aside from that for a moment. Come back to that plot. Minimize. Minimize. In the meantime, um, Mr. Hage on the bridge. Who I need to find. There we go. Um, and then let's do bridge, right? That's brig, not bridge. Main bridge. There we go. Hey, Mr. Hage in the brig. With the candles. Ambrose has taken over. It's a mutiny. Captain's <laughs> locked in the brig. We're going back to DS9. <laughs> um, yeah, DS9. Going all the way back, damn it. Um, so, are they back? They're back. <laughs> you, Sorry, uh, continue. you receive a message from Starfleet. Uh, and uh, it is Admiral uh, Jaro Aralani, uh, which is funny because I didn't realize Arani, not anyway, Aralani. Um, Captain, I, in, I'm glad to see you're doing well. Um, we've got a recent report of a humanitarian, of, of, a, of a, a mutagenic outbreak on the Dionysa system and we need to send the Europa to offer as whatever aid is possible. Sounds serious. Helmsman, lock her in. We have some indication that the Klingons have been in the area, so please keep your eyes open. Oh, don't worry. We've got the best sensors in the quadrant. Well, if there's a Klingon here, we'll find them. Excellent. And, and we'll make sure that they can't hurt anybody. Excellent. Keep me informed. Good luck. Thank you, thank you, Admiral. Uh, I will send a message to Ambrose to keep him updated, um, and then uh, I'm assuming he's off duty or you know, trading off shifts or something. So, right. um, but uh, yeah, okay. um, laying a course for the uh, Dionysa system. It's D-I-N-A-S-I-A. 
Dynasia system. I don't know how to pronounce that, but D I N A S I A. Yeah. I N A S. Dynasia. Yeah, that fine sounds right. So the Dynasia system. Uh. So. And he said there was there was some sort of outbreak. Mutagenic correct. outbreak. A mutagenic uh, outbreak. Gotcha. Correct. An outbreak of some mutagenic agent. Well, I, I, oh, I'll send a report to Dr. Oniad, of course, because uh -huh. I'm sure she's going to prep to deal with that. Yep. Uh, which brings us to a good time to, if we'd like, unless someone else has something they want to do first. Uh, I know Oniad wanted to have a meeting with Ambrose and the captain to discuss her current findings. And then if you guys want to do that now, we can have all that discussion go on. We can yeah, have a senior okay. officer meeting and we can talk both. Yeah, I think with this mutagenic agent, especially given the um, what's it that was stolen, this right. is a perfect time to have that conversation. That biomimetic gel. Yes, thank you. So that was let's the go ahead. And... I was trying to remember the call. Yes, the who's it? <laughs> so we'll have a, a, a senior staff meeting in the ready room or in the that room right there that I just put most of the picture of. Um, Costro would technically be there, although I don't think he's going to talk much. No. <laughs> but he's there. Uh, let's see. I can't find Ambrose. There he is. Ambrosius? Uh, who <laughs> else Who else we want there? Um, I think O'Connor. Okay. Oh, yes, that's right, because you're making her be all in charge and crap. Yeah, temporarily in charge of whatever position <laughs> she's in charge of. Science. We just don't have a science officer. Yeah. Yeah. By all technicalities, then, you should also have Chirka, yeah, since we are co-sciencing. Yeah. Um, let's, let's just have all of our characters in this. I would say, if we're having the, <laughs> the heads or potential heads of the departments, then Mills should probably be there. Mills and Cope. Right, are we Mills and Cope, Ambrose, right? Ambrose is the chief technical officer in addition to XO, so he's yeah. head of that department. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to have Mills and Cope. No. Yeah, and I don't think there's any reason to have Chirka either. Right? You know, well, I, they are kind of co-chairing that mm -hmm. that that position. Well, I think I, it's only Ambrose would point out it's only fair that they both get representation until we pick one. Right. Well, they talk or not. Will agree to take some of the heat off of her. Yeah. They share bridge duty, but I think O'Connor's uh, technically the one who's in charge of those of that pair. She has seniority. Um. Okay. Uh, no. I mean, no. This is Cherica's this is, uh, first uh, assignment. So they're both ensigns. Yeah. Yeah. Both ensigns and both fresh out of academy. Yeah, I, I think they're. I think they're in the same. They're they're like neck and neck in every way. That that's why Ambrose was like, "Well, just put them on the same seat, and we'll see what happens." <laughs> right. Either way, she doesn't have to say anything. She just be there to yeah, be right. informed. Doesn't need to be. Uh, like I don't see Coster saying much in this scene either. So. I really okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be out of character, honest. I really don't want her to be there. Okay. 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 She's. It's uh. We'll just say that it's during the duty shift of of O'Connor at the moment. So. It's. Um, it, it's just that I I I don't. I don't like her being uh in a senior officer briefing because like, I'm trying to do a a, a straight line between. Right. Right. The senior officer trail and the under the lower decks trail, and gotcha. having her in that meeting is like, I don't, I don't blurring know. the line a little bit. Unless yeah. unless it's unless it's to dress her down, <laughs> I don't see any. Reason for, I don't I don't 
I would prefer her not to be there. Um, so with that in mind, you guys have, uh, uh, you have your meeting and there's a lot to discuss so far. Yes. Oh, Tong is not there. Go away, Tong. Tong, (laughs) Tong are busy. Poor Tong. Go away. Go away, Tong. Uh, Captain, I found it. Wait, uh, oh, uh, I'll I'll get back to you later. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely something to bring to their attention at some point. How far is the Denasian, Denobulan, wherever this went? Where'd this go? Denasian. Denasian. Yeah, the Denasian system. How far is that from where we just were with the Klingons? Where the Breckenridge um, was? I think the more apt question might be how how long is it going to be until we get there? Mm-mm. Um, I am I so I'm asking out of character because I want to know if it's feasible for the Klingons to have gotten the mutagenic gel from the Breckenridge and already be um, over in the Denasian system, right? Releasing whatever mutagenic whatever they they are releasing, or if these are two separate events. So looking at the map, uh, it, it's not in real cl- it's not real clear, but because it's very small. Uh, let's see. Also, they don't appear to be showing up. So, uh, can you see my mark, my, my cursor? You can't, can you? No, nope. it's too small. Um, is this under? It's in the images, images under Shackleton vicinity. Okay. Um, I can share it with you guys. I'm pretty sure. I got it. There you go. Um, you'll see that that section where it's the Klingon ten- tendril rolling into Federation space. Um, you'll see the Tyrellia system. Yep. And then you'll see the other system that's little tiny next to it. That's the other. Oh, system. there it is. Okay. This is one low res map you got. <laughs> no, it kind I have of is a little bit res version, but let's see. Um, that's it, it's one. it's not a big it's deal. Okay. At the moment. It works. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a better one. Uh, Here we go. That beige squiggle says Denasia. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We got it. <laughs> there. Here's a much better version of the map. Okay. Oh, hey. Yes, hello. there we go. All right. That is much better. Okay. And so we are in the Terrellia system, is that correct? Uh not anymore. No. You were you we're, are this way we were. You're in this vicinity thereof. Okay. Um, so this is definitely close enough that this could be our Klingons. Our Klingons. Um who have gotten stolen the gel and done whatever nefarious things and have now released it into the Denasian system. It's possible. Although you'll recall that the captain of the Breckenridge told you that their their chief science or chief medical officer was using that gel to try to find a a solution to a mutagenic virus that was in that that he was aware of. So right. it, it's possible that it's all that yes, it's possible. Okay, so but it, but it is also possible that this is the virus that they were working on. It, it's possible, yes. Gotcha. Okay, okay, I got you. All right, close that. Close, I said close. <laughs> close again. Oh God. All right. So with that in mind, you guys are in your rooms or in your in your in your in your um, conference room. Oh, and you disconnected. Oh, that didn't help. 
Nope, I was trying to close the map that, that didn't want to close, and so I just closed all the fantasy grounds. Mm, terrible. And I'm done with this game. Table flip. Well, uh, as some of you may know, we've uh, gotten a new objective from the Admiralty. Um, we're to proceed to the uh, to the Ura uh, the the Danasia. Uh, Danasia. This, this is why I wish we had a list. Uh, yeah. But, um, uh, we're headed to the Danasia system in order to get a handle on a mutagenic virus that's running rampant there. Uh, the admirals think that Klingons might be involved, so we're going to be keeping our eyes open. We've bloodied their nose, but I don't think they're going to stay gone for long. No. Speaking of, we have made some interesting discoveries with the Klingons we uh, acquired from the Breckenridge. It would appear the tech is a combination of Borg, Klingon, advanced Romulan, and possibly Iconian. Or um, a real casserole dish of nightmares there. Right. It also appears the Klingons that attacked the Breckenridge were from Varnak, Duros, and um, some formerly of House Martok, which makes me wonder, was Cargan being dishonest when he claimed to know nothing of the Klingons within the nebula or is he being intentionally kept in the dark i think the latter is more likely and can we use that to our advantage can we turn cargan and his his men to our side if we bring that to light we already pointed out to him that there were other klingons involved in this and it didn't seem to face him much but at the time, we didn't know the identity of those other Klingons. If he knows, or at least highly suspects, that he is being actively deceived, or, or at least actively kept uninformed and out of the plan. I don't think he would care. Not unless we can prove that this other Klingon faction is working against the Empire. That is all he cares about. And even then, if as long as they have the sword, he, he, I, I, he's bitterly loyal, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. make sure and save the autopsy results as a data packet so that way we can send it to him. Uh, Certainly. Ne if necessary. But uh, till then, let's assume he's going to fight tooth and nail. Uh, at best, if we wanted to use this information strategically, giving it to him could cause him to stick his nose in places where his superiors might not want it to be. And that could tie him up for a little bit, but it could also go plenty of other ways. Before we dwell too much on this, Doctor, have you set up the proper quarantine measures for Borg components on this ship? We don't need them interfacing with Eva or any of our personnel for that matter. 
Fair we need point. type one force fields. We need ejectable sections of the ship. We need to get those components in the most secure position on this ship. I have seen a, I have seen a piece of Borg tech no bigger than a paperclip take over a vessel. I completely agree. Um, make sure you, as chief of security, make sure that the ship is secure. I'll see to it. Mills, take a team down to uh, to the med bay. Keep an eye on uh, the dead Klingons. Yes, sir. Keep and your distance. Also, and also make sure we have quarantine uh, facilities set up for this mutagenic virus in case we need to get get people on board. Yes, the team is already working on that. Okay, great. Have you dealt with a mutagenic virus before? Do you have any idea what to expect? Uh, each virus is different, but yes, I've dealt with my fair share of viruses. We should contact the hospital ship we rescued and see if they have any information on what they were combating. It could be related. I had requested their records. Um, I will comb through. I've been focusing on their records on the Klingons, but I will shift focus and comb through. And if um, they haven't sent sufficient information on the virus that they were working on, I'll contact the Breckenridge. It's a good idea. Well, were there any, any other preparations for either issues anybody wanted to raise? What is our mission here in the Indonesia system? We're not a hospital ship and we're rather small. We don't have the facilities for a well, treatment like center. Any, like any Starfleet vessel, we're uh, arrayed for a wide variety of tasks and medical, uh, medical support is definitely one of them. We can have people on the ground, we can help as best we can, and we can evacuate anybody who needs to be evacuated. Um, we're not a hospital ship. Our facilities might not be as comprehensive, but I believe we can manage. No, but with, with depending on what they're needing help with, if, if, they're, if they are looking for help with a vaccine or a cure, uh, Eva's capabilities are likely far superior to anything they're working with um it's pretty typical for starfleet ships to be able to set up quarantines and humanitarian centers food and that kind of stuff i mean yeah. you know there's a lot of things the ship can do yeah not to mention i uh, given what happened at the breckenridge i think sending a hospital ship would might be a bad idea right uh, I do think we need to be looking at um, the modifications made to these Klingons and what modifications we are going to need to make to combat them. The Breckenridge said that they, even their highest phaser settings, they were having extreme difficulty taking these Klingons down. They could not stun them. And they could kill them, but only at their highest settings. It wasn't the highest settings, but it was well, higher than normal. Higher, like, higher than normal. The highest settings blow holes in, you know, oh, wow. stone. So you can vaporize them. They, you haven't been able to find a way. They, they weren't able to find a way to stun them, and they had to set them on much higher than normal kill settings. Okay. In your analysis, did you read any particular weakness? If not, we just might have to keep our phasers on a high setting. Not as of yet, but we are still combing through the research. It will it will take 
some days before we've put everything together. This is just the initial report. Is it possible that it would be more effective to target their mechanical components? Take those out, confuse them, disable limbs. Not a bad sensors. idea. We can disrupt the electronics. I... Uh, we should also you should also cross reference what your findings with uh, with Starfleet Medical. Unfortunately, the Federation is a bit behind in genetic augmentation research. What with the war few hundred years ago at this point. Well, and but, the... The technology being used with these Klingons is technology the Federation is too ethical to use. We have knowledge of it, but it's not it's not tech that the good guys use. I know we said one issue is going to be making sure our phasers are high enough, but I do think our first priority should be taking some alive so we can try and figure out where they're coming from. Uh, if, 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 if we can figure out a way to do that without sacrificing the crew or risking the ship, certainly. But from the reports for the Breckenridge, these Klingons are scientifically minded. They were accessing computer terminals. They were accessing systems and, and pulling information. Right. All the more reason I think getting one alive would be advantageous. We could interrogate them. Um, and uh, see what you can do about coming up with an advanced stun setting something that wouldn't kill them, but would be more powerful than a standard stun setting. That way we might be able to capture them alive. I will put the science team on that. I'm sure security can help with that either. I believe we have a, uh, a, a armory officer on board, uh, even if they're holographic, might be worth talking to them. Yes. We'd have, we'd have to put these their electronic components through their paces, though that has its own security concerns in my mind, but Klingons are hardy enough as it is, redundant organs and all that. It may be easier to simply disable their electronics. We should also check if any of this Borg tech or whatever other advancements they have are capable of moving through force fields or creating regenerative uh, force fields of their own. Hmm. Do we have any reports of that? Well, yeah, no, they we, were Borg. That's... They had Borg components. That's not the same thing as being Borg. Um, True. There are no reports of uh, adaptive shielding, which we should consider a, uh, a, a boon. Um, yes. But- uh, Give it time. Yeah, let's make sure let's make sure and we put a stop to this mad science before uh, they get to that point. Before you give the GM excellent ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, Dr. Oniet, if you could arrange an away team to deal with the uh, 
to deal with the um, uh, the virus. Uh, and uh, Mr. Ambrose, if you could get together a team to search for Klingons uh, aboard the Europa, that way we don't get uh, bushwhacked while we're while we're doing it. Um, I think I think that might be our best plan. Sounds Very good. good. All right. Jeffrey, is there a reason I'm looking at the Ty Tyrellian system information here? Uh, I'm adding notes as we go. That way you guys can have a list. Uh, that's kind of what Brian okay. was asking for. I can't organize that's... it as well as it's organized on uh, Roll20, but I can start adding information yeah. that way so you guys have it in. No, that's fine. Notes. I just... I just looked over. That was that was the 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 pause the processing pause for a second there, because I looked over. I'm like, is this a thing I need? No, this is not a thing I need to know for this conversation. No. So no. okay. And uh, I I added one for the Dian uh, the the Dianasia system as well. And I'll add I'll try to add that stuff in as we go, um, so you can have it. Again, it's not going to be as easy to organize as it is on Fantasy Grounds, but or on on uh, Roll Twenty. Roll Twenty. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing that there might be a. a package i can download something in fact i know there is one um i'll work on that between sessions a way to have this stuff more accessible so that you guys can can see um everything that we've gone through and just access it like a wikipedia kind of thing uh, be in fantasy grounds because uh, I, I i know there is one i just don't use it it's uh it's uh, i have it installed in my other games but i just never use it so yeah. um I'll, I'll put some time into that sure. um on that note, uh, let's go back to Tong. Um, that's the fiend. That's not Tong. That's Onet, not Tong. Tong is over here. I moved. I moved Tong out of the way so that no, he wouldn't get in the way of things. And then I forgot where I put him. Tong's always getting in the way. Poor Tong. Jesus. Always underfoot. Kind of no. his thing. Um, all right. Um, so you have discovered that there was a, a communication log uh, entry. Actually, non non. A logged non-communication log, um, essentially. Um, but you were trying to figure out where the power. You were tracing. You, were, you wanted to trace the power system to figure out if you could figure out where it had come from, right? That right. I, I wanted to trace the power back to any other systems that the message. We don't know it's a message, but the message may have been redirected to to see if there right. was any uh, log from that system that might be able to pick up. You know, the the computing, the binary, or whatever we use in uh, right. in space fantasy land. Uh, to to reconstruct at least parts of the message. Right. All right. Give me. Uh, I'm gonna say the difficulty for this is gonna be two, um, because it is uh, that it would be three, but because Eva is assisting you, the difficulty is two, and it's her systems, so she can do what she wants. Um. Yeah. Make it uh, reason and engineering. Reason engineering would my focus in electroplasma power systems come into play here um yes i'll allow it okay since you're basically trying to trace the energy signature eva does not assist okay you said you said difficulty two difficulty is two and you have one momentum uh I don't. I'm. I'm. I have too many systems in my head at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there? Is there a way other than spending that momentum to to bump this at all? I don't think there is. The only other way to do it would be to use determination, 
which I don't think Tong can currently do. Uh, Tong does have a value. Does he? Yes, I, I used uh, the milestone to give him a value. Rules uh, as written support characters do not get determination, so unless we're... I, I think that was in the, the homebrew section. Was it? Okay. Well, you you, you tell me, Jeff. Uh, Otherwise, once you guys no have values, I have no problem with using them. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as the value applies, I don't really have a. The, I, the answer was supposed to be that as these characters become more advanced, they they start to flesh out like people. So if you've got them with values and stuff, I don't have a problem with having determination. Mm -hmm. um, characters, all characters start with three determination. You gain one determination per episode to a maximum of three. Uh, you can earn an extra point of determination, which can go above and beyond a normal for a maximum of four. Um, you can only gain this additional one by completing logs, which no one's done in quite a while. Um, I need to get back to those. Um, if every member of the crew does have a between the session activity log, then uh, we start with additional momentum, but that hasn't happened. So, mm -hmm. uh, supporting characters. Um, once you have, basically, the way I've got it, the way I had intended, anyways, is once you've got. A value they can use, they have the three determination just like everybody else would. Okay. So, so yes, you can do that. Uh, so I gave Tong the value. I have to do everything to live up to the confidence others have in me. Mm -hmm. uh, in 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 this light, I think that is that is proving to Eva that he's the right person for her to have contacted for this. So he he's going to buckle down as hard as he can to to show off for for eva okay so um, so what does that what does that do for me uh spending a determine being able to spend a determination allows you to basically it's a, as if you rolled another an additional die um because it counts towards your total maximum number of dice but it is it it is having had rolled it is as if it had rolled a one naturally so it counts as two successes okay that that's actually really powerful <laughs> It's extremely powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, do I want to use this on, on right now for this plot? That might blow this entirely open. <laughs> Just use it. All right. Let's uh, let's go. All right. I'm so very Tong had one success. Oh wait, here you go. This is your roll, right? Yeah. Here's, oh, here's nice. My roll. Yeah. Okay. So that's four successes nice. plus the two from the from the determination. That's six so, successes. Six total successes. Excellent. Um, you're gonna bank some of these because you're not gonna get everything mm -hmm. out of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it takes you a lot longer than you would have thought, uh, but you do manage to dig out that the power signature there appears to have been a power surge around the time of this log and the, the, the timestamp of this log uh, that came from uh, deck. Give me one second. Came from deck one. Isn't deck one the bridge? Deck one is on this ship. It is the bridge, the captain's ready room, the officer's briefing room, the multi-use offices, forward lounge, escape pods, aft bridge airlock, and upper sensor platform. That's obviously the captain's uh, ready room. Mm -hmm. Clearly, did it. There may be some other things there, but mostly it's it's. Um, uh, on the Luna classes, it is a it is a multi multi-function deck. Unlike other, the bridge is. If if I recall correctly, the bridge is separated separated as part of deck one. Um, so you'd probably be able to narrow that down more with the number of successes that you have. Um, let's. 
close that. So if you look at the Europa bridge, or the Europa ship, the, the deck is kind of lowered in there a little bit. So the, the bridge, I mean, is kind of lowered in there a little bit. For once, they actually kind of protected it a little, you know, just a smidge. <laughs> um, but with that number of successes, I'm going to say that you can also determine that it came from um, one of the aft... Uh, replicator systems uh, on that deck near the multi-use la- multi-use uh, offices from one of the n- near one of those rooms and at one of the uh, the what do they call them the um the hall lounges the corridor lounges which are these things here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm which have replicators in them mm-hmm. and comm systems and everything else. But it came from one of those. You can actually locate which one it came from. Okay. Uh, so I think at this point, Tom gets gets pretty excited. This is a puzzle that he is putting together quite well. He's like, <laughs> uh, replicators. You know what replicators are really, really close to? Transporter pads. And, and, and you know, Eva, the amount of information that goes through a transporter pad is... Uh, uh, most logs most other things are infinitesimal compared to that so the amount of power required to to send really almost any signal through through uh replicator or or transporter pad would be very 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 specific we might be able to narrow this down even more excellent at this time i have no record of any personnel in that vicinity during the time of this log right Well, that's unusual. The power system seems to stop here. Are you sure your sensors are working? I cannot rule out a malfunction. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at the sensors in, in that lounge. Okay. Get ahead to the lounge then. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll come back to that. Minimize that and minimize the tongue. All right. Anybody else have anything else they want to do before we get headed towards or get to the uh, Dynasia system? Um, I think this might be a good opportunity to have that Ambrose uh, Cherka scene we were talking about last time because um, I think she'd be a good pick for the search for Klingon team. Okay. I think we should all have one character on each team, just you know, so that mm-hmm. we were everybody's in a a plot. Sure. Um. All right. If uh, if that works for Ambrose, I will go ahead and have you guys uh, in uh, wherever you're having the conversation, which will probably be Ambrose's uh, office. Which I don't uh, think I have a thing for, but yeah, that, he he would have a he would have a security office, which I don't yeah. think we've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think I built that set. Yeah. <laughs> we we actually have a couple times. It's come up, but yeah, we can. It, it's it's come up, yeah. But I, I'm I'm I think I'm I'm thinking in the show, like I I don't remember ever seeing Worf having his own office or anything. Oh yeah, no, in the show, no, yeah. there's never been a. But yeah, we we've established that there's a security office somewhere. Sure. Um. Okay, so 
I had, re, remind me because I'm not sure if we really went into specifics of, of what you wanted from this conversation. Um, um, yeah, I wanted, uh, you know, we'd been talking about how she's doing, uh, but one, you, you said that you wanted to talk to her about like getting her tactical training. So that way she participated more in the away teams. And then also with that, with that big, um, with that big uh, space battle we had, I rolled pretty well on getting that, uh, that one exposed the weakness, uh, scan for weakness roll. And uh, I, I which just- was, Yeah, which was an unordered role. She, she was not told to do that. So it was something she was doing kind of by going uh, above and beyond sort of deal. Right. Yeah, and I just thought it might be interesting if you like acknowledged uh, that she did well and that somebody talk, talked to her about that. Right. But I mean, if you don't think he would, then I'm not gonna. Force uh, it. No, no, he he would. I'm I'm just trying to figure out how I'm getting from point A to point B. Uh, space battle too. Now I'm talking to Chierka, uh, and I, I I think we don't really need to bring it up, uh, but. Sure. If you don't think it needs to be brought up, then no. I I was I was going to finish my thought, but you seem oh, to have something you were going to say. No, go ahead. Um, we don't need what I was saying. We don't necessarily need to bring it up, but I think uh, Ambrose would go to the captain and be like, "We hit well above what this ship should be capable of. We should do. We should assemble the crew in one of the cargo bays or something, and give a give a rousing speech and the whole. You did a great job. Yada 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 yada, and then." break off into you know congratulating specific people on specific jobs if you think that's something that Paige would do. Um yeah I think it is so yeah. Uh because because I, I assume that we learn of this obviously post battle from uh, would would Cherka write that in a log herself, or would that be Eva being like, "Hey, this was a lot easier. I guess it was from this terminal." Oh, look at that. Um, I mean, I think it would come through in the after action reports. You know, like he would have he would have seen that suddenly the uh, targeting sensor showed in a big red uh, a big red circle saying a weak weak spot right here. Yeah, but but he'd have he'd have to go through the logs and really do like an investigation of who did that. She's not coming forward and be like, "Hey, I did this for you." No, I don't think okay. she would. But... Okay. No, but if okay. if Ambrose is you know going through the logs, I'm assuming that he'd see that and probably even be able to point out him to him. This is where this you know, rather than having to dig through it, just be like, "Hey, Eva, where did this report come from?" And she'd be like, "It came from here." Right. Yeah. Okay. Sensor pod station four A, right. With the it, you know the access clearance code was Chirka. The mm-hmm. you know I'm tracking the com badge of Chirka was in this area kind of thing. Like these are things that Eva does pretty regularly. As Tong is now finding out. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah. If if that's the case, I don't think Ambrose would make a whole spectacle of calling her down to his office because. I think he understands that Cherka would get a very I'm being called the principal's office sort of uh, <laughs> vibe. mindscape from that vibe. Yeah, so I, I think he will strategically walk in to the, to the lounge whenever she's off duty or wherever Cherka might spend off duty time. 
Um, I guess we could just do the lounge. Uh, it, it, I like that. It's a uh, catcher really off guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems weird to ambush her on her off time. Uh, yeah. But I, I just. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So. I mean, I think I, I, I think the, I think the best thing to do would be for him to assign her to the team to search for the Klingons and then just mention, you know, have it come up during that. Because if she's going to be working with him directly, you could just be, it doesn't have to be a whole thing. It could just be, uh, hey, by like the way. A, hey, okay. since I, I noticed you did this thing, I think sure. your your insight would, or ingenuity or whatever would be helpful on I this mission. I don't want to force this. This doesn't really yeah. seem like something you're into. So I'm, I'm just trying to set the scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just you. trying to, to, I, to get Ambrose I, in the headspace and figure out where we're doing right. and why and how it's going to go. I like the idea of it being in the lounge, like, and you can you can take it how you want, and you know, just basically, you want to work in that you're going to send around whatever whatever mission you're going to send around for this particular uh, adventure, uh, and address how you want to address it from there. Um, but I I like the idea of catching her in the in the in the lounge because it gives two it, to me it does two things. One, it it makes uh, her way more uncomfortable, which is always fun, uh, <laughs> and it shows that Ambrose is trying to be a human. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a rare occurrence in itself. So I like that. <laughs> sure. I think she's actually distant from most of the other people that left. I think she's like in, back in one of the corners on like. You okay? What in, was that? With this chair. It, oh. it just suddenly the thing pops out every so often. It's really annoying. Jesus. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think she'd be in like the back uh, corner, like reading on a data pad, not really talking to anybody. Sitting on one of those comfy couches there in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, let me. Uh, let could could I could I ask Jeff that when when you set set up pictures, if you could throw them over over to us, yeah, if that's something you can do. Just because it helps me visualize the scene. Yeah, I normally do that, but I was figuring you guys were weren't using the software as much. But if you're if you're doing it, I can absolutely do that every yeah, time. Yeah. I just watch your screen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured you were doing. So yeah, it's it's just so small on on my Zoom. I have it that's on fair. a secondary monitor that's smaller than my main. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Know, I use I use three monitors only, but yeah, no, I can do that. That's not hard. Show off. I know. <laughs> these aren't these aren't even my good screens. My good screens are upstairs in my other setup. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I I think yeah I I I had I had a I had a scene in mind for this, but it's not how the episode has went, so I'm kind of readjusting here. Uh, so th this is just another another you know downtime sort of thing. Uh, Ambrose would probably already be in the lounge. I do imagine that Ambrose is actually a human being and you know spends time with other people off, <laughs> off duty. Um, we just haven't seen we it. Just yet. Never so now seen we're seeing it. it. Yeah, right. we just we just don't see it. Uh, it in fact, I think it would be interesting uh, at least to start the scene with him talking with with Koba and having a conversation with Koba. We don't know what that conversation was, but the scene will pick up with him just patting Koba's shoulder and, and giving him a, a curt nod before he turns around and, and heads out. Mm -hmm. 
and we can we can figure out if that was an important conversation sometime else because I, I like the idea of the I, I want to see I want to see Ambrose and, and Kobo work working together we'll a little bit more. Um, like yeah. but he'll he'll turn around maybe head to uh to the bar and drop off a, a glass and turn around and survey the area uh and I'll take a bead on Chierka and I'll walk over to that corner grab a chair from from that table spin it around and Riker his way on over <laughs> she will clutch her data pad like uh um the did, did you get lost? I, I don't know why you came. She doesn't say it, but she's like. That's the look on her face for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, she's terrified. Yeah, I must uh, say, though, when you say Riker your way over, all I can think of is you just keep putting the chair down in front of you, throwing a leg over the chair, moving the chair in front of you, throwing a leg over the chair, moving the chair in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's, it's called, it, that's called Starfleet Leapfrog. Ensign, <laughs> yeah. um, mind if I join you? Uh, Commander uh, Ambrose, or um, I forget which is his last name, uh, Captain Arang. Um, yeah, I mean you're the commander. You can sit wherever you want. I, you know, I couldn't stop you. Uh, not that I want to. It's great that you're here. And um, I, hi. Like your promotion there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Hage demoted me last episode, so it's, it's <laughs> right. pulling out. It evens out. I just wanted to stop uh, stop by and say hello. Though, if I'm making you uncomfortable, I can leave. Uh, no, no. It, uh, I am. I am just as I'm more. I'm. I'm more comfortable. In fact, no. I'm less comfortable. I mean. I am exactly as comfortable as I was before you sat down. Working on anything interesting? Uh, it's the specs for the new uh, 578 sensor uh, strata. Like I know, we, I know we don't have those yet, but they're gonna be coming here. And it's really interesting, the things they've done with uh, microbial uh, lens uh, apertures is just phenomenal. Well, I'm sure they're, you're uh, you're the one to know about it. I'm sure if it's top of the line, the Europa will be getting it eventually. So, good job studying up on. Thanks. You know, I just like I I like I've always liked to read technical manuals. Well, I was doing some reading of my own. I'll pull a data pad out from somewhere. I was I was reviewing some logs, and I found something interesting from one of the the sensor reports during that battle. Uh, oh, put it um, down on on the table, turn around, sort of slide it forward. Oh, I'm not sure what I did, but I'm sorry. I um, what did I what did I do wrong? Nothing, Ensign. Relax. Uh, I wanted to compliment you on your initiative. Uh, I don't know if you were off duty or on some other assignment during that battle. We all had our hands full, but you took it on yourself to really refine the sensors in places we needed them to be targeted. And did it quite well. 
you know your scans. Yeah, no, it was it was easy. Um, just had to uh, tune. Uh, you see, there's this. The, if if you if there's this um, if you calibrate tensor uh, algorithms to uh, um, or if you can't hold on I don't know I'm, I'm running out of techno babble. Um, it's fine. I like the fact that it's Chirika trying to explain it mm -hmm. to Ambrose in a way that Ambrose is going to understand anyway. You know, she's barely even trying to explain it in a way he understands. With, with uh, Ambrose's one engineering and one science. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, get the impression that she's actually speaking quite coherently at the moment, and Ambrose is just like, this, this is what Ambrose is hearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, my point is, I, I, it's no, I'm glad I could help. Uh, I'm glad, I, I'm glad it, it worked. Well, it did. Uh, I'm sure by now you're aware that we're all feeling the absence of, uh, was it Lieutenant or Lieutenant Commander Cass? Lieutenant Commander. Uh, of of uh, Lieutenant Commander Cass. No, or Lieutenant. Baron Ava. Was it just Lieutenant? It was Lieutenant. See, I'm not the only one who screws with ranks. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. there's not. Okay, Lieutenant. Yeah. Lieutenant Cass, yeah. Uh, we're, we're all feeling the absence of Lieutenant Shabaron Ava. And. Well, I know you're already working uh, somewhat in concert with uh, Ensign O'Connor, but we're going to, I don't know how much you've heard about this upcoming mission. We're going to have plenty to keep an eye on and I can use multiple sets of eyes. I think I'll uh, leave O'Connor up here to deal with all of this, but I could use your, uh, your key eye for sensors and targeting to help let me find some more Klingons should they show up. Me? The, uh, there's got to be somebody who's better at that. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I just work in the sensor pod. I, uh, routine maintenance is. This is a reward, Ensign. Are you, uh, you denying my hospitality? No, 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 no. You did a good job. I want to see more of this. Okay, great. Well, I I, I can definitely accomplish uh, uh, two day saving maneuvers, and I I promise you I won't screw it up utterly, um, at all. She looks terrified. Her eyes are just wide. Carry on, ensign stand up and twirl the chair back around the table. Uh, I think as he walks away, she like brings the data pad and just kind of taps her head with it, like <laughs> in frustration. Uh, I, I'm sure Chierka was very transparent there, but is Ambrose getting any special uh, empathy reading from her? Other than humiliation and sheer terror. <laughs> yeah. Um, she has in clinical anxiety. And like you are able to pick up on that. Um, I, you know, um, yeah, I think you'd be able to pick that up. Like she's, she is um, not, she, she was anxious to a almost unreasonable degree. 
I mean, I tried to, I tried to put that forward, but your telepathy would definitely pick that up. Like if anything, she was calm compared to how she was feeling. Okay. Yeah, not with that role, you don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that that was that was me like piecing together if it was an actual like psychological medical thing that he mm. he should probably speak to uh, the doctor about. Right. But nope, she's just super nervous and and weird because she's an incident. Super nervous I mean, and weird. I don't yep. think that's something we have to leave to a role. I'd be fine with him realizing that it is some a medical condition. Um, yeah. It, he'll he'll look into it. He'll look into it. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Anybody else have anything else they want to do before we get to the Dianasia system? Um, no. Who else are we going to put on? Who's going to be on what teams? We should f kind of figure that out, maybe. I think so it's... How are we? Or uh, there, there's going to be an away team, but Hage also mentioned he wanted a team to stay on Europa for like Klingon hunters if they somehow yeah. beam in, like uh, anti-boarding patrols, which is yeah. probably pretty standard. Yeah. No, yeah. I meant like finding Klingons because they would probably come in club. Although, like, oh shit, I see. Gotcha. Finding not finding boarding. Klingons in the system, not on the ship. Being, yeah, being on the ship. Uh, Finding Klingons is what I meant. So, are you talking security or are you talking science sensors? Both. Both. Okay. okay. Yeah, which gotcha. is why I thought Chirica would be a good fit for that because uh, that—that's what I was saying for that. Um, oh, but I, mean, I thought I thought you wanted her on the ground team for some reason. No, okay. no, I, I was. Uh, but I mean, okay. look. Look, when, I just, when we get we'll, we'll system, have to wait and see what happens at the system. I, yeah, when know. we get a yeah. system, you guys can make better decisions from yeah. that. Okay, so, that's, fine. Um, that's fine. All right. So the Europa comes out of out of warp um, in the system. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing you note is that uh, um, there are uh, uh, several smaller Federation ships in the area, like um, there's a. a, a what are they called? The Oberths, the the ones that blow up real easy. Um, which clearly they don't, but they always do. Um, but there's no birth in the system, and there's a couple of runabouts that are uh, going back and forth. Um, so you're going to be giving aid to the system as well. Um, but there is a ship here that is already giving some aid. Um, there's uh, you get a quick report. I'm not going to bother going over it, but you get a quick report from uh, the. Uh, hang on one second. I wrote it down. I need to figure out where I put it. Um, and I lost it. Oh, there it is. Um, it is the... Uh, Copernicus is the name of the ship. Um I didn't write it down, but okay. I thought I did. Anyway, it is the Copernicus. Um, you get a report from the captain of the Copernicus that uh, the current outbreak is in the north, um, northern hemisphere. There so far have been no cases in the southern hemisphere. Uh, they're doing their best to create a quarantine, uh, but we have yet to determine what is causing the spread of the virus, um, of the mutagen. Um 
they have quarantined several villages, uh, villages, cities, I guess, cities and villages. Um, there was a Klingon ship in the system a few days ago, uh, but we haven't seen them since. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for the most part. Okay. Which Klingon ship? Did they get a read on it? Uh, they did. It was a modern Klingon ship. Uh, the name they got was the IKS Wrath. Do we know if that one's joined one of the factions yet? Uh, you have not, but so far it appears that the um, the newer ships pretty much have always have been associated primarily with the Vorkan, uh, the, the Duras, not the Duras, the other one, the Vorkath Vornak. family. Vornak family. Vornak. I've written down, but I don't have my notes in front of me. So, because I'm on other notes. Yeah, the Vornak family. Gotcha. Um, so, if any, if it's anybody, it's probably the Japanese. Right. That's what you're saying. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now we do know we do know that the Vornak are associated with the Duras pretty heavily as well. So it okay. is it is that faction one way or the is other. Is it Vornak or Varnak? Because I swear I have Varnak throughout the rest of my notes. Uh, it's probably Varnak. Uh, okay. It is spelled V-A-R-N-A-K. Okay. That's what I had. Right. I just gotta get back to the notes where it's actually written. So <laughs> I'll put the I'll put that as a note in the system in the in the notes mm-hmm. when I get a chance. Um. So. Uh, the only other thing that they will tell you that they, the Catherine of the Worth will tell you is that um, there was they got contact from the Klingon ship. Uh, they didn't the Klingon ship didn't fire on them, but they did get contact from them, and it was a uh, Klingon that went by the name of uh, Morjad, M O R J A D, uh, and. If Ambrose or Paige would like to have a memory of that a name, if you don't know what it is off the top of your head, I'm okay with a quick roll. It's not super important, so if you don't get it, it's not a big deal. But uh, would politics apply? Sure. Mm-hmm. What uh? What role is this? Um, I'm gonna say. Let me get a sheet out here real quick so I can look at a sheet and be sure. Uh, reason command. I would say reason command or insight command could also be okay. We'll go insight command. I don't know what it was with this new player, but it's so much harder to roll dice. They always keep going off the table. Oh, uh, you just need to click the things in this on the sheet and make it a little easier, but. Uh-huh. Uh, an 18 and a 15 and a 13 and 17. That's still one successful. I think it's one each. Yep. Um, all right. So Morjad is one of the sons of Martok. Um, I will give you that from one. I will not give you more than that for just one. And he contacted the Copernicus. Correct. And said, dot, dot, dot. Uh, mostly they just got that it was a stalling tactic. He 
was threatening them, uh, told them to leave the system, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Oberth detected, uh, shortly after that, the Oberth detected uh, Klingon transport signatures somewhere in the Northern Hemisphere, and then the ship left and has not been back. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye out, but uh, we won't let that stop our mission, so. Um, did the outbreak happen after they detected the Cleon transport signatures or before? Before. Okay. Um, the, that's the reason the Oberth is here, was to, to assist gotcha. in the outbreak. So, um, although... Um, the planetary administrator, uh, Doral, had told the captain of the Copernicus a few times that, um, had mentioned anyways, that uh, the Klingons have been back and forth. They, they have been here before. Okay. So it is not the first time that the Klingons have been here. Uh, so, what are you guys going to do? Well, I think we should head in system and then uh, uh, launch our away team while, while scanning around for any possible cloak trips. Okay. So, Klingons might still be here. Knowing that there is something going on on planet, you've got uh, a medical emergency on the planet, you've got a potential Klingon force on the planet, you've got the space thing, right? So we've got at least two or three things you can do uh, that'll help you divide up your waiting how you are uh, divide up your teams how you wish. Um, so let's say uh, the primary team going down would probably be your team to deal with the outbreak itself, right? So the the actual mm-hmm. humanitarian side of things. Who do you want to go on that? Definitely commanded by Dasavi. Um, Lieutenant Duffy, I think, is a good choice. I don't know who would be appropriate among Jack's characters. Jack, do you have any references? Uh, and as far as far as my characters, I have to remember that there is more than just uh, Tom and Ambrose. <laughs> uh, let's see. To help with a medical emergency, medical and no humanitarian one... efforts. So it's not uh, just human. It's also like you know, food supplies and. Um, distribution, that kind of stuff. Um, Varen might be a good choice. Yeah, I mean, Varen could go. I don't think any of her... There'd be no specific reason for her to go other than she could help distribute supplies. Right. She's an archaeologist and an anthropologist. And Um, a civilian at that, I don't I yeah. don't know that it would make much sense to ask her to do that when we have other crew members that it would make like even, you know, random. We'd been working on the portable holographic technology. It would, it would certainly make some sense to have a logistics expert on the planet. A, a quartermastering type mm-hmm. of logistics expert. Yeah. Tongue maybe too. He's got, uh, expertise in replicators so we could help get the replicators online help them with any engineering tasks 
you could also not send somebody if you don't want to. Yeah, I I don't I don't need somebody in in every every plot line. Um, but it I feel like I'd rather have Tong on on the ship, but also we do have Kostra, so I mean if there's an engineering problem, Kostra could just take over. Tong is an ensign, so I mean he's you order him to go to planet, he goes to planet. I don't particularly have a horse in this race. I mean, if you if you don't want anybody down there, we can just say the rest of them are no name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine uh, with that. I mean, like, if if Hage is like, "Hey, take Tong," Dasavi would be all about it. Um, mm. She's taking a shine to him, but I just want to make sure everybody everybody gets to be involved in what they want to be. Right. I was thinking more of the SSH probably the best bet for that one, but if you don't want to have anybody there, that's fine because Tong is doing the thing on the he, ship right now anyway. Do so. you really have portable holographic projectors? Uh, I don't know. Voyager had them, so yeah, but that came from like. Yeah, that was like it. 29th yeah. century or something. That was yeah, that's true. Distant technology. Um, probably not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Brian, uh, what is happening with your camera? You are you are oh, very bouncy. Sorry, my leg was shaking. Got you. <laughs> like, are uh, you having right. an earthquake? So that's step one. Uh, let's say who do we definitely want to leave aboard ship to be able to doing the things aboard ship? Um, obviously, I'm uh, guessing that the captain's planning on staying this time, or do you want the captain to go down? Um, yeah, he. Uh, I think I don't think he'd be much help on the surface, so I think he'll, he'll right. still on the ship. So we got Hage. We know Tong is doing his own thing, so we're not going to count him at the moment. Yeah, that was another consideration. Tong kind of has his own thing going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to do more with Tong and Eva. So yeah, uh, I think uh, Silva. I don't know if it would be more useful for Silva to shuttle down people or stay aboard ship on the helm, uh, but. I could see her doing either. Okay. Uh, anybody else we want to for sure leave aboard ship? Um, uh, I would actually have, if uh, if Ev's okay with this, have Mills be in in charge of the security detail for the whole anti Klingon detection boarding party. That's fine. Don't we've, let the board take over the ship. Uh, we've kind of established department. through the yeah. last few encounters, Klingon encounters, that she's been manning those anti-boarding patrols anyway. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. Cobra is probably a part of those patrols too. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, if there happens to be a need for for start for for fighter craft which i don't need to shoehorn into every episode but jisa is always available for piloting whatever really and 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 even i mean she she has some some security as well so she she can mm -hmm. you know pick up a phaser and control the halls too if it really comes to it yeah i was gonna say with with her with her um andorianness mills might snag her for for hand-to-hand -hand. And then the, the SSH can be available to coordinate the logistics efforts from from ship to, to ground if that's something we have any right. reason to play out. Um, do we want to send any other away teams down? Well, I think we should invest. Uh, Ambrose would point out that we should probably investigate where those Klingon transport signatures are going to and figure out what mm -hmm. they're doing. Yeah, I agree. So he would man that away team. That's That's my biggest concern. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And who do you want on that one? Uh, I was, well, we want we want Chirka 
on on sensors up here. Brian, you tell me, would you rather have Koba on the away mission to deal with any Klingon trouble that we come into, or would you rather have Chirika on the, the away mission to help find any Klingon trouble we might uh, want to get into? I would rather have Chirika on the away mission. Chirika would rather be on the ship, but I would rather her be on the away <laughs> That's what I was leaning towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that... Yeah, that that's what I was originally getting at when I talked to her in the lounge, because yeah. I assumed that we were going yeah. to have a, a security no, no, no. team go down somewhere. Perfect. So, yeah, I'll take Chierka, and then I then I think if you're okay with it, we leave Koba up on up on yeah. the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else that wants to go down there? Um, I you know I know I know we said Mills was going to be on the ship uh, leading the patrols, but I think maybe she should go with the away team. Or O'Connor, so that way they have a science person with them. Um, well, but then again, they got Chirica right now, so. Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't think we necessarily need to have. I was I was trying to think if if there was a place really for O'Connor to be. Um, I don't think you really. But we still need somebody manning sensors on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's have her on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the precedent that we've set, it makes more sense to keep Mills doing the anti-boarding patrols. All right. I just wanted to make sure you could go down on this away team if you wanted to. This would be a really good chance for Dr. Marr to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we could bring I, the I was looking at the... <laughs> He's been lurking in a couple other scenes. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. <laughs> the bartender or Mar? No, the doctor. Uh, the bartender. I, I don't know if you... I, in, on my yeah. end, I keep bringing him up and having him lurk behind stuff. <laughs> Anytime we're in the that lounge. Is I like his lurking eyes. <laughs> um, if we don't have anybody else to go down to that... Uh... I, yeah, I'd, I'd say we have those two and then just a handful of yellow shirts. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's put these two over here. It's fine by me. You, you two are very different for me. I want to have a character involved with literally everything, but <laughs> that's just me. I'm, I'm good with it. Deslavi would definitely insist on um, either Silva or Shajin running, running uh, runabouts or transports or whatever. Is there any She's... particular reason we can't just use transporters? No. Dasavi has has a paranoia about about transporters and and we've already had an an incident where she said we shouldn't take transporters because this is a bad plan. They always get knocked offline and then they got knocked offline and we got trapped. I've watched this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do do we want to tie up one of our player character pilots or do we want to just i mean we have plenty of pilots at the moment i'm going to assume that there are ships going back and forth it can be pcs or not as as the scene is determined um i don't know that's going to come up but um i don't know how this is going to go down so um remembering that you don't have as many turtles as you used to have so um and fighters are really no good for this kind and of I, I assume the bulk of this operation will be via transporters, and we're really just humoring Dasavi with a with a few shuttlecraft. That's fine. Yeah. 
There's probably also specific medical supplies that shouldn't be transported for molecular integrity, that kind of stuff. Sure. But, um, yeah. For the most part, you're just, you know, the ship is doing what the ship do. The You have a well-trained Starfleet crew that knows what they're supposed to be doing, and I assume that's what's going on. Um, this isn't this isn't relevant here, but just for my own curiosity, can Luna classes land? No. Okay. I do not believe this. I'm I am ninety percent sure that this ship cannot land and then take off again. Okay. <laughs> um, I will look that up though, but I'm pretty sure I checked that it could not. Um, because I was kind of hoping it could, but then I'm like, eh, I don't need to make it that much like Voyager. Um. However, um, uh, if you want to know where I got the specs from, it's the techspecs.ac, uh, whatever it is, all to call to a call to a call to duty, techspecs.a call to duty, Luna. Um, I can throw a link up in the thing you guys can see where I derived the original specs from for the more advanced like stuff the ship can do. Yeah, I found that. Yep. That's where I got most of it, and because that's that steals a lot directly from like the the uh, next gen tech manual. Um, so I took a lot of information from that. Uh, according to this, there is a landing mode. What? I'll, I'll, look, is, in, I'll look into this later because I'm pretty sure it can't take off again. Okay, is what gotcha. it comes down gotcha. to. Like it can land, but that it once it lands, it's done. It lives there. It lives there. Yeah. Um, so uh, right. Gotcha. Um, on that note, uh, as you enter system, um, I need a science roll from O'Connor, and we'll start out on the bridge with the sh with the other people getting ready to beam down. Um, not yet having beamed down, but getting ready to beam down. I want to make a quick roll, quick science roll. You want reason, Diffic science? Reason and science difficulty is going to be two. So that is a total of 15 for her. Um, I'm going to guess she doesn't have any applicable. Nah, probably not. Focus is here. That hits. Okay, two successes. Um, you don't. You're not detecting any Klingon ships in system. Um, you're not detecting any sensor ghosts from your uh, augmented sensor readings, which I could roll for the ship, yeah. just in case you get one more. Oop. Nope, that's not how that works. There we go. A three, so that counts as two more successes. Nice. Um, However, what you do detect is that there are a number of Klingons um, in a cave system in the Northern Hemisphere. However, you're having a hard time detecting them. You can detect them for certain. They're there. Um, you're getting probably six to eight life signs. It's hard to say because of the there's some kind of energy source that is blocking um, a clear sensor image. Um you are not detecting any means of access to that system, that cave system, from the surface. Is it blocking transporters as well? It is not, but it would be a difficult transport 
Okay. I say we give it a shot. If there's no way for them to get out of the cave anyway, uh, it's worth a shot. How deep is this cave? Let, let me refine that question. Can we target the surface and blow an entrance into this cave system? Should we need to? Not immediately. In emergencies, can we blow a hole into the cave system? It would take a few seconds for the phasers to do it without killing everyone, but yes, you could okay. probably do it. Um, however, whatever the energy signature down there could be could be uh, volatile. Yeah. There's some sort of energy source in that cave as that, well. That would be a contingency plan, not not our initial infiltration method. <laughs> right. Right. That's a, uh, we're going to die anyway plan. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> Just Kool-Aid man right into the, this cave system. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I think Jorad is going to go down to the transporter room and uh, he's going to roll up his sleeves uh, as he is prone to do. He's going to go to Tong and he's going to say, I figured I'd give you a hand up with these tra with transporting these Klingons. Oh, uh, oh. hi, hi, Captain. Uh, right. Uh, you using the transporters? You, uh, I, I'm sure you know how to. Uh, you, you, you got, you got this. So you're, gonna could, you're gonna transport the Klingons out, or you transport yourselves in? I mean, you, sound, you made it sound like you're gonna transport the Klingons out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I figured we would be doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jack, do you disagree? Do you do you? As you are leaving the bridge to head down there, do you voice what you're doing? Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think Onia is uh, involved in uh, getting her getting her stuff down or getting getting down to the surface at this point. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you think it'd be interesting for them to have a scene, we can have her notice. I I was thinking less Dasabi and more O'Connor might point something out. Okay, go ahead. Because we're we're on like she she senses that gives you the report and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna go down to the transporter room and help Tong get these. O'Connor's gonna there. have the captain's chair too because Ambrose is setting up an away team. Dasavi's doing oh, her own thing. Hage is leaving. Balls. We're gonna have an ensign in the charity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a it's just a duty like I'm, I'm making fun. It, it makes sense. Yeah, just it's fantastic. He's he's gonna be in the transporter room like 50 feet away. Yeah. All right. So, what, what was what was the discussion as he's leaving the bridge? Yeah. Sir, might we exacerbate things with the Klingons if we just transport them out without any warning? Well, the way I see it, there's the the Klingon ship left them here. So either they've been marooned here by their Klingon patriots and would be grateful for the rescue, or this is some kind of trap and it's best if we get them out of there so we can uh, deal with them on our own turf. Either way, I want to get them out of there. If we ended up interrupting a Klingon picnic, well, we'll just have to be apologetic. Yes, sir. As you were, Ensign. And then he'll head down to the uh, transporter room, roll up his sleeves. Okay. I'm going to assume that when you're going to transport these Klingons, you're going to have the security team there to oh, yeah. greet them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we'll put force fields over the... Would, would oh. this be Ambrose's 
away team or would this just be a general security force? Because this is not the plan according to how Ambrose understood it. No. It's not how this I thought it was going to be. Either. So I'm going to assume that Ambrose, Chirka, Kostra, or I'm sorry, Koba I mean, we... and Mills are in the room. When we made that plan, we did not know where the Kling that there were Klingons down there that we knew where they were. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I think maybe the 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 deal with the Klingons team should probably be in the transporter room. Yeah, I've got. I'm I'm going to assume that in the transporter room now are Mills, Koba, Ambrose, Chirka, some security guys, and there's not a lot of more room in there. So you're probably that's pretty much it. Tong, because right. Tong's in there. And the captain. So it's one bomb, game over. <laughs> Klingon wizard cast fireball. <laughs> I will say, I think the transporters won't transport a bomb. Like, uh, usually you can tell. Yeah, if they've got weapons, you can usually disarm them. Um, um, so transporting them out is going to be a much more difficult task than transporting in uh, because of a number of factors. Uh, so, with that in mind, um, but before you take... determine that, let me also clarify what's going on with our momentum because I know Ev just oh, rolled something and got a little bit more, and Tong got six successes previously. Yeah, and I don't know how much have... transferred over. You guys should have. You guys should have six, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mills um, will will set up not only the various assorted appropriate shields and force fields and whatnot, but also um, including in there the Borg quarantine stuff that Ambrose Esther to set up in the med bay for, for this as well, just in right. case we have more of them. Um, and I assume you're putting up containment fields and all that other yeah. stuff. So, um, Okay. We may be taking a break after this so I can figure out what we're going to do with the story, yeah. but... Because uh, we skipped seven paragraphs again. Mm -hmm. Well... You need to retcon. Feel free uh, to retcon. No, oh, no, no, no. no I'll make I it think work. this is great. Trust I want to see where this goes. This may just get really ugly is all. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's say the difficulty is going to be... Difficulty was going to be three to beam down. I'm going to say to beam up the six life forms that you can currently detect, which may not may or may not be all of them, but the six that you can currently detect, um, difficulty is going to be five because of the energy signature that's down there and the fact that they are something about their physiology is making them harder to, to lock onto. Um, okay. The reason for that being probably the, tech, the, the cybernetic technology they've got. Can be done. Ship does assist. Tom okay, does if assist. If we if we detect that, I feel like Amber, like these aren't just normal Klingons. If we detect that technology, I, I, I'm sorry, Brian. If I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm making this no, more I difficult know. than than you want it to be. But Ambrose would be like, "Sir, if these are the same Klingons that just ran through the hospital ship, we do not need to be inviting them on board. First fields or not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on this, Ambrose. I'm headed. To, uh, I'll head in. I'll head into the other room. Keep me updated." Um, okay, I could make it work. I got this. <laughs> but there's just so many security concerns going through Ambrose's head. He was going to let yeah, the no, first I mean... dozen or so slide, but as soon as that came up, he's like, "Nope, board parts <laughs> not on the ship, not on the ship." <laughs> My assumption was that they might not be hostile. If we know that they're the oh no, these are these are 
as soon as you get a go get a lock on them, you can tell these are clearly augmented. Okay, that um, changes that yes. changes the matrix of risk there. So okay. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, with that note, uh, I think uh, we thoroughly confused you, Jeff. No, I'm good. Right. I I actually came up with a solution to my to my dilemma uh, as to what was going to happen if they come on board ship. Uh, so now I just have to go back to the original plan. <laughs> um, all right. So Tong is going to beam down Ambrose, Chirka, and company. Chirka is going to be like, wait a second. We we know that these are augmented Borg hybrid Klingons, right? Why are we bringing them here? We're not anymore. Right. No, we we just we just covered that. Wait, hold on. A uh, good point. Uh, out of character. Uh, uh, yeah. She's just worried. I'm I'm yeah. in. Yes, in, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 I'm not yeah, trying think, to derail the plans. I'm just having yeah. her be, be Yeah, no, I think I think everybody's on board with that one. Mm -hmm. I think gotcha, gotcha. out of game, I think we've come to the realization that the Klingons are not coming here. We're going to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I missed that part. Okay. Um but yeah, we can do that. All right. Um, unless you really, really want them to come here. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I can make that work. If it works better for the story for us to go down, that makes more sense too. It's more cinematic. It's a little bit more cinematic, but yeah. Yeah, I can go either way with it because, oh my God, oh, that would it. change that would change the dynamic of what I was going to do and it would make it so much more gruesome. Oh God! Yeah, we we don't we don't know their tactical capabilities. We don't know if there's any more down there. We don't know what that signal is and what it could do to a transporter. We don't know. I mean, there's this so many factors. I can have fun with that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so let's assume that you're just beaming down, unless you really want them to come up. Uh. Um. Which point the difficulty is going to be three to beam down, um, because you're just normal people. So there is still interference from the. Uh, from the energy signal, I'm going to increase the difficult uh, not difficulty. I'm going to increase the threat range by one. Uh, so we nineteen twenty, and I will tell you that a complication may result in fewer people arriving than originally planned. Oh, so I assume you're going to send down four or five, four probably four security officers with you, plus the two of you. Yeah, whatever would be standard yeah. for a, a way team like this. Yeah. Four, four seems four seems about about logical. Sure. Uh, so go ahead and make a roll, Tong. Uh, if Hage uh, is still there and wants to make an assist, he can. Yeah. The ship does not help for some yeah. reason today. Control engineering. Control and engineering. Oh my difficulty, god. Difficulty is three, and your threat range is nineteen twenty. Uh, Tong is going to spend one of those momentum sure. to get another dice. Complication range two. Uh, obvious focus in transporters. Yes. Age assists successfully. Uh, and net four successes, so four, five successes total. So you could have transported them up. Look at that. Mm. <laughs> um, Oh, the ability out. to do so was never in question. <laughs> no, just wisdom. <laughs> I, I, when this is over, I want to talk about that. This is going to be came, a good after show. I came up with a good, a good plan for what would happen if that happened. Um, you beam down successfully. When you arrive, uh, you and your team uh, are in a large 
um, uh, where you actually land is a rough-hewn stone chamber. Um, however, shortly ahead of you, you can see what looks like a very clearly constructed, very old uh, metallic walls, like, you know, it's typical set dressing type walls you'd see in a Star Trek episode. Star Trek. Um, yeah. Um, the technology is very unusual. Um, you've, none of you have ever seen this before. Um, and you do not see Klingons immediately. I would assume you would have made the, the call not to beam down right. in the middle of them. Right. Um, so, so it's a it's a man-made cave that goes into some sort of facility is what, is what you're saying correct and okay. it looks like it's a recently like the 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 stone that's here looks to be um actually you know what Chirker, go ahead and make me a, a, a science roll on this on the stone and surrounding uh facades Okay. Does this also tell you what? Can I just do a science roll to scan the area and then ask questions? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to go with. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I also want to ask about the technology there. Um, yeah, that was part of my. That's the facades part. I just rolled one. I hope. Oh snap! Um, so was that three successes? Yeah, and that was a sensors roll. Um, so I get bonus momentum as well. So. Okay. Uh, typically, it was only going to be one, so you've got uh, one, two, three, four. What, wait, right? Three, yeah. four, three. You've got three three questions. Um, the first thing I'm going to give you is that the technology there is definitely not uh, Klingon, for sure. Yeah. The, 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 ru the, the stone that has been hewn from the cave is recent and appears to actually have been transported. Like the stone itself was just beamed out. Oh, I see. Um, Ooh, it looks like this cave was hollowed up by transporters. I guess that's one way to do it. Yep. That's the rough hewn part. The actual technology <laughs> appears to be very, very old, though. Very, very old. Um, you have three questions. What do you want to know? What does the technology seem to be for? Um, uh, it appears to be what, what little bit you can see from where you are right now and all that. Uh, it appears to be some sort of control center. Okay. Um, I think we're in some kind of control center, Commander. The energy you're reading is um, consummate with some sort of possibly transport system. I, this can't be right. This seems to be some kind of transporter. And then um, I'll also ask, uh, Am I able to detect um, any, am I, where are the Klingons? That is my question. Uh, farther into this, into the um, technological side of the cave. Um, okay. I will, I will tell there, the, tell yeah, the there, exactly. You're getting, that. you're getting that there are multiple, probably two or three levels of this facility. Um, it spans, um, a grand total of probably 10 or 12 rooms. Are there more Klingons than we expected? Yeah, this close up, you're getting there eight total Klingons. Okay. Commander, I'm detecting eight Klingons. Uh, looks like this is a multi-leveled structure. Um, I can't make any promises. There aren't more either. 
You have two more questions. Oh, you have one is, more question. Is it Iconian in MIC? Does it match the profiles for Iconian technology? Um, I'm not sure to start with that be common surface knowledge. I guess it probably would be pretty close. Yes, it does. Okay. I, Commander, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think this might be Iconian technology. That's that's bad news. Okay. Good to know. Uh, and then I'll bank the uh, other one. No, I mean we don't have any. Momentum. I think you got yeah, all three of them, all actually. One. Yeah, yeah. You, you got unless, you all three. Unless you have any questions for Chierka that I can answer. Or no, wait. I thought I had one more. Never mind. No. Okay. Never mind. Um, and I don't know why. Did somebody use one just now? No, you did not. No. I did not. Um, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, it was used up before that, and then you got them all back because you rolled really well on the transporter roll. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, that's the information you have so far. What you going to do, Ambrose and company? Uh, we determined that normal stun setting does not work on these guys. We have to be set to a decent kill setting, right? Shoot to kill. Correct. Shoot to kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, all phasers set to kill. Stun doesn't work. Are you are you taking anything other than type two phasers or type ones? Whatever your standard issue. I think are... if we, I think if we knew there were Klingons down here, I think we would have brought phaser rifles. Yeah. I mean, if we if we knew that there were augmented Klingons, I should yeah. say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you the threat because Ambrose will take a, a type three any chance he gets. Yeah. That's fine. I just wanted to make sure I got it out of the way now. He'd, he'd have one mounted into his arm if he could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can make that happen. It's sure. a biosynthetic, not an actual. <laughs> I, think, uh, I want to play I think... Cyberpunk Star Trek, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chirico would still be using a Dustbuster. Mm -hmm. She'd have uh, a Dustbuster in one hand, tricorder in the other. So that was All the right. I... Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think we should engage these guys if we don't have to. There's five of us in Cherka, no offense, and eight of these augmented Klingons. I'd rather not pit those numbers. Uh, I'd, I'd rather not roll the dice on those numbers if we don't have to. We should get a scan of this technology, try to figure out what that energy source here, uh, here is, and try to determine what they are doing. And then we can contact the ship and see if... Uh, See if anything changes. Commander, uh, I hesitate to recommend. I hesitate to bring this up, but I have an idea. What if don't, we just collapse? Don't hesitate. Go ahead. This chamber seems pretty. Uh, seems pretty um, delicate. Maybe we can just collapse it on top of them, taking out the technology along with them. With how hardy these Klingons are, we can't be sure that even that would be successful, and we don't know how much deeper this facility goes. It's a good backup plan. Commander, think, permission but... to be terrified. Uh, permission denied. Keep your shit together. <laughs> Move out. Uh, uh, Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and end this there, because I have to get up super early in the morning, and I like that. I like that line as an end. Um, and it reminds me of an episode, the, the, the movie... Um, medicine man mm. like, when this is over i promise you can cry all you want <laughs> <laughs> um so 
with a, a, a spot to end right there where we're about to have Ambrose and company go deep into an Iconian cave controlled by augmented badass Klingons. Uh, we don't know where the Europa's left off, although I do know where it's left off. Um, we'll go ahead and call it there for the night so that I can actually get a good night's rest. Um, Sounds like a plan. So, with that in mind, let's go ahead and do our wrap-up questions. What moment stands out most to you this evening? Uh, I really liked Ambrose doing the backwards chair turn. I don't know. I <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying He's to be a- Mr. Mr. Cool. Please, it reminds me of Captain America when he was trying to be a, uh, you know, it, it was very much a uh, Captain America trying to act casual kind of thing. Mm. Captain America teaching, telling the kids how to, uh, how mm-hmm. to, how to do, how to, how to, how to be good people. Exactly. I, I liked it. I liked it. Anybody else have a moment that sends out most of them? I think the um, kind of confirmation of Iconian tech that shows that Romulan from a million years ago was maybe not so crazy. It's like I planned some things out. Disbelief. <sighs> um, no, I'm sure it's coincidence. <laughs> uh, anybody else got anything? You got anything, Jack? Uh, there, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff this this episode unfortunately it takes me just a little bit to disconnect from my characters because i have my own scenes going through my head sure and i want to compliment other people and just be just not be like oh everything i did was awesome (laughs) right right everything is awesome (laughs) i am super awesome um I I well, I did like uh, I I did like Dasavi's interaction with the EMH. I did like how that went, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, the 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 level of snark yes. there and the uh, the the sheer what is it uh, just just begrudge disdain. begrudgingness disdain for having a call on him was was evident. <laughs> I was all for bringing the SSH down with Dasavi's crew just because all right, let's let's continue annoying her with these blasted holograms. <laughs> I would I would love to have the SSH be available more, but I don't think it makes sense to have uh portable hollow emitters just yet because yeah, i don't i don't right. think according to this timeline that voyager has made it back right so we couldn't yeah. have even reverse engineered the right the I, i'm not entirely certain voyager's coming back in my timeline right. so <laughs> <laughs> somewhere along the line Voy- janeway's got to answer for her crimes <laughs> uh who best embodied their character Kierka. yeah yeah okay. thank you I was going to say Tekka, but none of you know that. I think this <laughs> I did a great job not playing Tekka at all today. Uh, he was lurking. I had him lurking. Yes. I never seen. He did a great job being subtle. Yes, right. exactly. I'm most uh, so... subtle when I don't play my character. <laughs> so what you were saying, uh, Cherka, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Um, someone's going to elaborate more on the Cherka thing, I thought. Oh, just just the 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 anxiety and the manicness and the little baby ensignness of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um what moment of role play best exemplifies another person's character to you? I liked um I liked 
Dasavi and uh, and Dasheen, Dasheen looking at you know going through the 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 stages of concern when they discovered the technology and and DNA of the Klingons. I thought that was a a good moment for them. Um, we don't see a lot from Dasavi, so. I, yeah. I really dug Jessa being excited at the beginning of the session. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, yeah. yeah. I thought you did a really good job setting that whole scene up, Jack. Mm-hmm. I will say I also liked Tong being concerned that he was being woken up and that he's <laughs> an ensign being yeah. woken up by the computer. Yeah. Oh, God, there's someone higher ranked than me that can be dealing with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you or your character learn today? Anything new? I mean, we learned a little bit more about the Klingons. Um, mm-hmm. Not much, though. Um, you learned the Iconian thing. Right. Oh, yeah, true. I think that's probably the biggest thing that Dasabi learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ambrose learned that... Uh, mentoring Cherka is going to be a lot more work than he initially thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you see from another character or player you'd like to see more of? I have taken notes for this one for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the microbial lens aperture module, uh, which was a good bit of techno babble that was seemingly right off the fly for uh, from Brian. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tong also had some good technical level when he discovered the, uh, not just technical level, but the whole linking technologies together when he discovered the, the log came, some, had something to do with the uh, uh, replicator. Yeah, the replicators mm-hmm. are right by the, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was pretty good. I liked, I liked the, the, the easy flow of techno babble for the, this episode. Oh, that was really good. Anything it, else anyone go ahead? Yeah, it hadn't occurred to me until this session. Um, but I would be interested in seeing more uh empathy powers, like either either of you, honestly, mm-hmm. um, with Chierka. Cause um so I didn't want to make it I didn't want to make this a thing, but I definitely picture her as having some kind of neurodivergence going on. Um, and I think that'd be interesting to explore how like empathetic feelings deal with that kind of thing. Uh, em- em- empathy, uh, tele- telepathy. I, I I don't know oh. what the em- empathetic beings. I got yeah. what you're going for. Yeah, uh, interacts with that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I don't. I, it was interesting to be able to put that forward, and I would like to. You know, you you asked about like, uh, is it is it something worth looking into? I would I would love to explore that a little. So yeah, I think we've definitely got opportunity um, after we're not after we're done dealing with our cave Klingons here um, for for Ambrose to bring that to Dasavi and Dasavi then to go explore that further with Cherka. I- I will rem- I will point out I did write up all my characters' medical histories uh, like mm-hmm. months ago, <laughs> so feel free to consult that. Um. I like seeing Ambrose uh, connecting more with the crew. I, I like. Yeah. I think that's a callback, a little bit more of a callback to the early 
Ambrose, where yeah. he was trying to be, he's wrestling with his own humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Ambrose now for a while kind of be, um, you know, the I told you so, ro- I don't want to say robotic, but definitely like um, militant. His softer side hasn't been seen, but when mm-hmm. the first ep- couple episodes when we were on Bajor I mean, and hey, DS9, softer side. Ambrose has no softer side. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, on DS9 and, and during the Bajor stuff, I think we saw a little bit more of Ambrose trying to reconcile the nature of Starfleet with mm-hmm. the experience of Ambrose. Yeah, so. and in one of my giant walls of text on Discord I sent throughout last week, that that's the basically the gist of what I want to get Ambrose back to. Right. Love it. So, Love it. Uh, that was a good opportunity this event, this, this session. Mm-hmm. I thought we got some of that. Yeah. Um, it didn't really come up, but I I would love to see more Ambrose and Koba at some point. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, anything else anybody wants to see that want that from see from another player or character that you want to see more of? Right. I'd love to see Mills get to do something this adventure. Yeah, we it oh. feels like it's been a while. I mean, since... I'm certain we will. Yeah, it'll happen. Don't 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 wish for that too quickly, because you know we're gonna have it, weird cyberborg Klingon. Yeah. yeah, right. It almost happened for sure. Like I I so bad. I would have absolutely allowed you guys to beam them up. You you <laughs> had them like you. I have no way for them to get out of that situation. Like they don't. We've established that they don't have or haven't yet shown the technology to be able to you know do the shields or to walk through, you know, shields like uh, containment that kind of stuff. So. Because uh, I hardly hadn't thought about that. Thanks, you. Right. Thank you, Jack. That's going to come up later. Um, <laughs> yep. Right, generator. Yeah. They uh, they had not they have not yet shown that technology, so I'm assuming they don't have that technology yet. But uh, as you discover more in in as you go into the next session, I think uh, you'll see what my my plan might have been had you mm. actually beamed some up. Uh, I would have been fun. <laughs> I do like the scene that is running through my head cannon of Mills and Gisa fighting back to back, like hand to hand, a pair of Klingons. Like I'm, I'm down for this. Mm. I would love for Koba to be there as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you could change one thing about this session, what would it have been? Um, I do want to elaborate a little on what I, the, the reason I didn't want uh, Chierka in the meeting um, is really more of a thematic thing than anything else. Because right now I'm trying to make her literally as far from the captain as humanly possible right? for future events. So yeah, I, I got what you were going for. Yeah. yeah. So I, did, I just wanted to elaborate on that a little. So I, I you know, uh, I... I get that you guys are completely right that logistically she should probably be taking some more responsibility here, but I, I would rather her be taking that responsibility off screen. So that That's way fine. it still has some contrast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Makes sense. Thanks. Uh, if you can change one thing about the session, what would it be anybody else? I think just figuring out the, the tech crap earlier in the day. Cause we got about a 20 minute late start. Yeah, that was totally on me. That was just, um, honestly, that was just me making stupid mistakes I didn't need to make. Things um, happen, is what it is. So. We've you've 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 been working so many too many hours. Yeah. Twenty four on, Twitter. twelve off, twelve on, twelve off, you know. twenty four on, twelve off, twelve on, twelve off. It's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. Um, At a very intensive job. Yeah. 
Uh, and it has been an intensive week because people don't know how to use fireworks properly. No. Because um, people shouldn't use fucking fireworks. I don't know yeah. about where you guys are, but it was just insane this year here. Yeah. Uh, a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets, a 24-year-old member of the Columbus mm-hmm. Blue Jackets, died uh, by being hit in the chest by a mortar. Jesus. Uh, it, it wasn't in my area, but it was my company that transported the guy. So. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah. I, the fact that these are still real, I, do, I don't understand it. Yeah. No, I don't... I don't get it. I, I think it's apt. I was talking to a friend of mine about this last night. You know, you want fireworks. You can have sparklers and little bottle rockets and those little carbon snaky things and everything else gets left to the damn professionals. Yeah. I, I, I agree on a moral level, but on a personal fun level, I really like blowing stuff up. So <laughs> I get it. I do. Uh, you gotta be smart and, and sometimes, too many people aren't. sometimes I can't get OBS to work right with streams, so there's probably no way I should be using mortars. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. I have very uh, few friends. I those are two definitely totally comparable skills. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I I like fireworks. I used to play. We used to play tag with Roman candles. So where I'm definitely the kind of person who shouldn't be using them. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, if I were to trust anyone with fireworks, it would be you. But I take all of that back. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like—I don't eight. think you're allowed to have a lighter. I was like—that's the problem. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the people who would use who would play with fireworks are the people we should trust with fireworks. Is the yeah. problem? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a complicated subject, and and uh, maybe we'll explore that in an episode of Star Trek sometime. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, I can see it. I gonna have it. gonna have Ambrose get hit in the chest by a mortar and be like, "All right, everybody, this is what happened. This is why Costra can't use them. Koba <laughs> uh, yep. is not allowed to have fireworks. <laughs> Chirka, stop with the lighter, put it down. <laughs> uh, Chirka's rules. I, I suspect Chirka probably get burned by a sparkler. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Eva's just like sucking the oxygen out of everything. <laughs> stop setting me on fire. <laughs> For your own benefit, I am going <laughs> Cyberdyne Protocols 101. Uh, uh, you're just all dead now. <laughs> all right. I don't have anything else. You guys have anything else you want to bring up tonight? No. no. Right, a, we're, we are clearly session. off next week. Um, yes. We should be back the week after that. Uh, I will say that that is going to be somewhat tentative just because that is the week we're planning on getting back to opening the store. Um, I'm, I have every intention of being here, uh, and I will know monday for sure whether or not that's going to change um it's just going to depend on how much time we get and what we're going to do as far as getting books on the shelves Um, because we uh we need to be open before the end of the month and we're a little behind and we're taking a week-long vacation which i shouldn't be doing but just this the way scheduled it's just the way the schedule worked out with the shop being uh the hard construction being finished and now we're here so um yeah i don't have anything else I thought this was a good session. I'm looking forward to where it goes in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that I added that Tong storyline in this morning. Mm. Um, I wrote I the like rest it. of this. Yeah, I wrote the rest of the story about uh, two, three weeks ago, two, two weeks ago. Um, and uh, yeah, the Tong thing came to me this morning while I was in the shower. I'm like, you know what I need to do? I need to have a Tong thing. I, I definitely want to see more Tong Eva because I like the Tong Eva relationship and I yeah. really yeah. want uh, I really want to get Tong to make Eva her uh, like a ship's avatar. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd also realized that I didn't have anything for Eva to do, and Eva was a fairly significant portion of the earlier stories, and I wanted to get a little bit more of her in there just to remind Um, everybody that she's a thing. I've got a thing for Eva and O'Connor when we're not potentially beaming Klingons places, Um, because I do want O'Connor to to work on a big red button, and I've got some library scenes that I want to play out with that. Yeah, I need to see what I, I need to figure out what I want Eva to do with that because I don't think Eva's going to be okay with that. No. So it'll be a, it'll be a fun moral conflict. I think that's a good place Janet protocols. I think that's a good right. way. I think that's a good way to rope in the captain too. I would yeah. I would like to do more with uh, him him and Eva as well mm-hmm. because he like helped design her and like I feel like they right. really interacted. Yeah. Yeah, we can do a lot more with this kind of stuff. I, I have not been writing Eva into the story as much as I had originally planned to, just because I keep forgetting she's my she's a character. So she's not one of you guys, so I'm not yeah. focusing on her. I like her in the background. I don't know if I want her to be in the foreground uh, all the time. No, but, but yeah. to be able to have interactions with her, like like yeah. what we're doing with Tong right now. Yeah, this is perfect, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, on that note, uh, roll credits. Roll credits.